It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome in to tonight's postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. The Golden Knights have done it. They have beaten the Minnesota Wild 3-2 in overtime. A win in Minnesota this season. Just the second time it's happened in the Golden Knights history and to help us break this one down we head back to minnesota bringing the voice of the golden knights dan duva and you know dan this game had everything scrums fights goals big hits is this as close an approximation of what we would see in a playoff series between these two clubs i I think that's a good way to put it ryan and i'd also point out that after 17 vegas penalty minutes in the first period they didn't have any afterwards there were no vegas penalties in the second or the third minnesota took one in the second one in the third obviously the vegas power play which has been the best on the road as it's been all year right their power play numbers are not good this year but they've been decent at home and you know, bottom three in the league on the road. Now they've scored road power play goals in three straight games. So that was clearly a huge deal for Riley Smith, who's had a tough year. Now he's got 10 goals, three on the power play. You know, I I look at this game and I just think that getting the win is so important for the Golden Knights, knowing that they could go into this building and find a way to scratch and claw, get this one, that goal from Riley Smith to bring it back to even, to force the overtime. It's a huge play in the context of the season series between these two clubs, and I really think it goes a long way for Vegas and their confidence against Minnesota. Yeah, and for Riley Smith, too. We know Riley's not had the best year, and he now has 10 goals, far fewer points than his line mates, Marcia So and Carlson. And that goal that tied it up right there with the overtime power play goal winner that he scored earlier this season, those are like the two biggest moments in Riley's season that come to mind. And so that this one would come at this stage and in this building, when Riley had been talking about hey, this is just a really good team in this building. And he doesn't think there was much more to make out of it in terms of overanalyzing psychologically playing in the building. Minnesota's just really good here. And Riley's a really good player having an offseason. And what do you know? He makes a really good play, and it wins the game. It's a clutch performance. You know, another guy with a clutch performance, Marc-Andre Fleury. It's another game. It's another milestone. It just doesn't ever get tired to watch Marc-Andre Fleury climb the the all-time wins list. No, and it's just incredible, not only for Marc, but his teammates are celebrating every moment right along with him. It's almost like the the teammates are having more fun with this than than Mark is. Uh, They know what a big deal it is. And we chatted with Nick Waugh on the pregame show, Ryan. You listened to that. And Nick Waugh was six years old when (laughs) Marc-Andre Fleury was drafted (laughs) in the first round all the way back in 2003. Uh, So Marc-Andre's done a lot of winning over a lot of years. And I think the most impressive part about it is that it is not uh, in mop-up duty. It's not like he's you know, starting one every six games is uh, number two. He has won seven in a row, and he's one of the top three or four goalies in hockey, and he is helping what is one of the top couple of teams in hockey toward a postseason berth. So I think that he's doing it at this stage of his career, uh, not unlike Martin Brodeur helping the Devils to the Stanley Cup final in 2012 at the end of his career. It, 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 it's somewhat similar in that way. Uh, Flurry ended up with more wins, though, 691. You know what, Dan, as always, thanks for joining us here on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show. Great call, and have a safe trip home. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate it. Talk to you soon.
That is the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, with tonight's postgame interview presented by Nevada Eye Physicians. We're back with more AAA Insurance postgame show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show live from the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar. The Golden Knights defeat the Minnesota Wild 3-2 in overtime. Let's head back to Minnesota, bring in the man of the hour, Marc-Andre Fleury, as he addresses the media after tonight's win. Honored, right, to, to have the chance to, uh, to play enough and play on uh, such a great team that allowed me to, uh, to catch him. Next, we'll go to Justin Emerson from the Las Vegas Sun. Hey, Mark Andre, I think you mentioned it on the TV post-game interview, but just the struggles that you guys have had with Minnesota and how Monday ended. I guess how important was getting was getting this win tonight? Uh, it was big, you know. I think since since we're in Vegas, we have not much success here in Minnesota, right? So, um, felt good, felt good to, um, to to get the win. But um, you know, the fact that we're they came back and you know got the lead uh, quickly there in the third, but we fell back and, and tied it up. You know those those huge and um, everybody contributed to that win and and it's a good uh, good feeling in, in the locker room. Time for a couple more tonight with Mark Andre. Next we go to David Shane, Las Vegas Review Journal. Hi Mark Andre, sort of micro with all of this. You've won seven straight yourself. Uh, you haven't allowed more than two goals in any of those games. Just how sharp uh, is your game right now? <laughs> Knock on wood, yeah. Uh, how sharp do you feel your game is right now uh, going into the playoffs? Um, I feel pretty good, you know, but obviously the team's been playing, uh, has been playing great in front of me too, right? That's that's a big reason why we haven't given up uh, more than two. Um, but again, tonight, you know, I got a few polls, right? It could have been three, three or four goals, right? So, um, you know, every night I just go and try to try to do my best and try to keep our game close and keep our team into it. And um, like I said, the team has been playing a lot, uh, very well and scoring some goals and offensively. So that always helped me out too. Next we'll go to Kevin Woodley, NHL.com. Yeah, hi, Mark Andre. Um, congratulations. Um, Thank you. I'm just one. Every goalie wants to play every game. It's the nature of the position. It's it's why we're goalies. But going back and forth with Robin like this, has it allowed you to maintain some of that rhythm that all goalies crave, like versus, you know, a couple games here, a couple games there? Like, is there short of the perfect world of every game? Is this the next best thing to maintaining that? Uh, I think so, because, you know, sorry, especially because of that uh, the schedule this season, right? Like, we're playing pretty often, so you don't have to wait too long before your, your ne next match, you know, so... Um, it's a good thing, right? I play, get a little bit of rest, practice, uh, practice hard, try to, and then you know, cheer for Lenny next game, and then uh, I can get back at it after. So it's, um, I think it's it's not too bad because we're playing uh, so often. We'll take one final question here. It'll be in French from Philippe Lehou. RDS, go ahead. Was Marc Andre Fleury as he addressed the media after tonight's win, three to two in overtime, the Golden Knights are able to 
beat the Minnesota Wild. The post-game injury report is brought to you by the Valley Health System, the official health system of the Vegas Golden Knights. And as we mentioned in the pregame show, Max Pacioretty did not play for the Golden Knights. They did dress just 11 forwards in this game because Pacioretty unavailable. Peyton Krebs into the lineup, his second career NHL game. And, you know, it's interesting because the Golden Knights, who have struggled playing shorthanded 0-4-1 going into this game dig deep and find a way to get two points so for the Golden Knights that's obviously the, the big key here is two points in Minnesota it's a win in Minnesota this is what you needed to see from the Vegas Golden Knights not perfect but two points is two points a win in Minnesota is exactly what you need Let's head back to Minnesota, bring in head coach Pete DeBoer as he addresses the media. Yeah, it was a, uh, a hard-fought game and a, and a real gutsy effort by our group. I think playing one man short, um, you know, them coming back the way they did in the third again, and it looked like uh, the same story as the other night, um, you know, but I, I loved our response, and we were better tonight. I think we deserved to win tonight, so... Um, you know, we put a lot of good work in, and we we uh, ended the curse, at least for tonight. Next question comes from Ben Goat, Las Vegas Redraw. Hey, Ben. Hey, Pete. Uh, obviously, a historic win for Marc-Andre Fleury, moving into third place all-time uh, in wins. What did you think of uh, his performance tonight? Yeah, he was great. Um, like I said, we, we needed everybody to show up tonight to beat this team on the road in this building uh with some of the guys missing from our lineup and and we got that and it started with him he was really solid uh and especially at key moments we'll go to justin emerson las vegas huh? hey, justin hey pete that chippy first period do you think it was entirely condensed to what was going on in that game or was there maybe some carryover from monday night's frustration um i don't know you, you got two teams that uh you know, are potentially going to see each other in the playoffs potentially seven times. And um, so, you know, I don't think anyone wants to take a step back from anybody and send the wrong message. And uh, I think that was just the, the case in the first. And, you know, I, I liked uh, how we stuck together. I thought Nick Hag did a great job. You know, that's a, that's a big, tough guy that he's taken on there and uh, did a fantastic job. Next question for Pete comes from David Shane, Las Vegas Review Journal. Hey, David. Are we kind of building on that? Did you feel like maybe your guys' reaction was what settled the game down into the second period and you guys were able to uh, get back to playing your game, play hockey? Um, <clears throat> you know what? I, I loved our start in the first. Uh, and then, you know, there was a bunch of penalties, obviously. Um, but I, I just thought we picked right back up in the second where, where we started in the first. Uh, you know, we, we, we put in a, a full 60-minute effort here tonight. And obviously, they pushed back, and, you know, Kaprizov's uh, a hell of a player. I mean, that that's the, probably the number one thing you take out of these two games is, you know, we've got to – you can't let up for a second uh, on him, uh, you know, or he's going he's gonna to find a way to put a puck in the net, particularly in the third period. Time for a couple more tonight with Pete. Next we'll go to Danny Webster, NHL.com. Hey, Danny. 
Hey, Pete, I was going to ask you also about the first period, but I guess I'll switch gears, ask about the, the Smith goal and power play, just how important, not really just important, but how crucial was it for not only to respond in the power play after they took the lead, but for the way of kind of the movement that the guys generated on that man advantage? Yeah, it looked dangerous. You know, I thought we were shooting the puck. We were re- retrieving it. We were, you know, reattacking. You know, I, I felt that uh, when we're, we're doing those things, we're putting the other team on their heels, and eventually you're going to get a break. Um, you know, we had a power play with four, three, four, five minutes left in the last game with an opportunity to put them away. And, uh, you know, we didn't. We didn't score and we didn't look good on it either, you know, and it took some momentum away from us. So we wanted to make sure we fix that and obviously a big goal and uh, and it looked good doing it. Take two more here with Pete DeBoer. Next we'll go to Willie Ramirez, Associated Press. Hey, Willie. Hey, Pete. Um, if we can go back to the first period, I'm just curious. After the last game, Mark had made mention he had that one line that sort of sparked some questions where he said when big seven five is back on the ice uh there won't be as much chirping it, it did it sort of maybe need did the team need that with without ryan in the lineup to 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 prove literally and figuratively speaking that it could stand up and punch the bully in the mouth and sort of hold its own to to maybe feed off of what mark said post game is that somewhat needed or and are you you know okay with that yeah, I loved how we we responded tonight, and you know I think our competitiveness playing, uh, you know, was was why the the scraps and the scrums resulted because because we were we were competitive in in all those situations, and uh, you know, and that that's where tempers came up. So, you know, I think it, it was a the result of how we were playing, and obviously when when Reeves is in the lineup. Uh, you know, for us, um, I think I said it last game, we, we you take it for granted uh, how quiet uh, he keeps a lot of that stuff uh, for our group. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, other guys got in there and did the job tonight. Last question for Pete. Goes to Kevin Woodley with NHL.com. Kevin. Yeah, hi, Pete. Um, I think that's 21 straight. You've gone back and forth with Mark and, and Robin. At a time when other teams are – and coaches are faced with that rest versus rust dilemma for number one goaltenders. Is there an advantage here to the back and forth in terms of they're both getting both rest and able to maintain some type of rhythm? Yeah, you know, the, the, the rhythm for me, um, I know everyone talks about it, but our schedule's been so condensed that they're both getting in two games a week. Um, so I, I don't think that's a, an issue. And, you know, the fact that uh, we've got uh, a rested guy in there every night at the most important position on the ice, you know, has been a huge factor in, in our record and where we're at right now. Thanks, Pete. That was head coach Pete DeBoer as he addressed the media after tonight's win. We've got a lot more to get to here on the AAA Insurance postgame show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network presented by Dollar Loan Center.
We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. No other city does sports quite like Las Vegas because only in Vegas is it game time all the time after the final buzzer sounds. Hit the town to explore all the award-winning dining, attractions, experiences, and luxury resorts Vegas has to offer. To learn more, go to visitlasvegas.com today. It's the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. The Golden Knights defeat the Minnesota Wild 3-2 in overtime. Alex Petrangelo coincidentally my night to shine wins it in overtime it's weird how my nights to shine show up in the biggest moment of the game and end up winning the game in overtime but a lot to really unpack here with this game Marc-Andre Fleury career career win number 490 passing Roberto Luongo for third all-time in NHL wins sole possession third place Marc-Andre Fleury, the only two goaltenders in NHL history that have more wins than Marc-Andre Fleury. Patrick Waugh, Martin Brodeur. That's it. That's the list. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. We go to the first period, and it's Nick Haig with a monster hit on Kirill Kaprizov, and a scrum ensues. Right side, oh, a hard hit from Haig. Took his man to the boards. Penalty coming up. Look out, we've got multiple fights breaking out. Kaprizov took the hit from Haig right at the railing at the Vegas bench. And everybody's all locked up. 17 penalty minutes in the first period for the Vegas Golden Knights. 13 penalty minutes in the first period for the Minnesota Wild. It was a a melee-filled opening 20 minutes, though not the craziest 20 minutes of hockey we would see tonight from around the league. We'd head to the second period, and with all the the scrums kind of falling by the wayside in the second period, these two teams decided to play some hockey, and Matthias Janmark makes a great play in the neutral zone to set up Chandler Stevenson's goal, uh, 13th goal of the season. And the Knights will have possession again with Hay trying to find it up the wall with Janmark. Into the zone, left circle, feeds right a shot. They score! Stevenson from Yanmark. 1-0 Golden Knights. That's Chandler Stevenson on the finish from Matthias Yanmark at 8.30 of the second period to make it 1-0 Vegas. It would be relatively tight checking. The Golden Knights would do a great job of keeping Minnesota to the outside the remainder of the second period. And we would head to the third period. And the man of the hour, Marc-Andre Fleury, would need to be sharp coming up with our AAA insurance save of the game. Picked off by Carlson. Now a takeaway out in front. Zuccarello, a shot, kick save! Marc-Andre Fleury, beautiful stop with the right leg. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA outsmart life. As good as Marc-Andre Fleury was to start the third period, Kirill Kaprizov would tie the game on a wild scramble in front of the net. Kaprizov bodied off by McNabb. Hook around to the right. Backdoor pass. Broken up. Flurry with a stick and a shot. Bang it away. They score. It's a tie game with 8.47 to go in the third period. A wild sequence that started on the right. Flurry made an impressive play. And then he dove across to his right, but he never got reset. 
That's Kaprizov from Matt Zuccarello and Ryan Hartman in 11-13 to the third period to make it 1-1. One one. Just two minutes later, Kaprizov would put the Wild ahead. From a face-off, Minnesota scores right off the draw, right wing side. Minnesota takes the lead 2-1 with 637 to go in regulation. It's Kaprizov again, his second goal in just the last couple of minutes. Kaprizov, unassisted, jumps in, makes a play off of a face-off, and beats Marc-Andre Fleury, 13-23 of the third period, to make it 2-1 Minnesota. The Golden Knights would get a power play opportunity late and needed a tally. Riley Smith would get the equalizer. Up top, Martinez. Power play goal Monday. He shoots, save, rebound, score! Riley Smith on the rebound. It's a power play goal. 2-2 tie with 4-16 to play. Riley Smith from William Carlson and Alec Martinez, 15-44, the third period, a power play goal, 2-2, two to two, and you got to love this. It's an initial shot, and then it's a scrum in front, and it's a great rebound opportunity. That's how the Golden Knights need to score. We would head to overtime, and the Golden Knights would work some magic as Alex Petrangelo would win the game. It's in the right corner. Marcioso picks it up. Marcia top of the right circle, set it up, right wing, extra feed, Petrangelo scores! Alex Petrangelo wins it in overtime, Vegas 3, Minnesota 2. Alex Petrangelo, the hero, from Alex Tuck and Jonathan Marcia so at 15, uh, 153 of overtime to make it 3-2, to two, win the game. The Golden Knights finally get a win in Minnesota. You're welcome, everybody. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Minnesota Wild 3-2 in overtime. The Vegas Golden Knights 37-13-2, 76 points on the season. 8-0 in overtime. I Like... You look at that record for the Golden Knights, why they've been so good, so dominant in overtime, I'm not really sure. I mean, Max Pacioretty, the the regular overtime hero for the Golden Knights, was not in the game, and yet it's Alex Petrangelo from Alex Tuck, two guys making a play. It's a beautiful shot from Petrangelo to win this one. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Solar and Windows. And, you know, this one's an interesting one, especially when you kind of compare it and contrast it against the game on Monday. It was a wild affair on Monday, no pun intended, of course, and the Golden Knights were in a track meet, and they absolutely dominated the, the, the play until the Minnesota Wild found their offensive game in the third period. Again, in this game, Minnesota finds their offensive game in the third period, and they push, and they push hard, and... When you have a dynamic game breaker like Kirill Kaprizov, you can find ways to stick around and then quick strike offense 
get yourself right back in the game. And that's what Minnesota has now. Like for a team that historically has been very structured defensively, has been very much dialed in in terms of keeping chances down and defending well, to sprinkle in a guy that can make the plays Kaprizov made tonight is a game changer. The Minnesota Wild are a very good hockey team. They have proven it time and again against the Golden Knights this season. This win mattered to Vegas, and Riley Smith being the guy that gets it back to square and forces the overtime is huge. Marc-Andre Fleury, now the third most winning goaltender in NHL history, sole possession of number three overall, all-time wins. That's a huge accomplishment Marc-Andre Fleury also on a seven-game win streak. There's a lot to like still about the Vegas Golden Knights. It's not a perfect road trip by any stretch. You do leave points on the table in terms of Monday's game. But if you look at a response, if you look at the advanced stats, especially at 5-on-5 through the first 40 minutes of this game, the Golden Knights played well and deserved the win. That's going to do it for us here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next, right here on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network Post Game Show, presented by AAA Insurance. Our local coverage continues next with game highlights, interviews, and your phone call at 702-876-1340. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Let's get to business. 702-876-1340 is the number. There's a lot of people that let me know this game was over when it was 2-1 to one, Minnesota. There, there were a lot of people that told me this was a foregone conclusion that when Kirill Kaprizov scored two goals in just under two minutes, it was over. Story's done. It's done. I would, I would welcome those that called me out, that chirped me to give us a call. 702-876-1340 is the number let's head out to the phone lines bring in mike mike how you doing who's chirping you these days oh everybody mike come on <laughs> not me i promise you i this you know rarely is it an historic night when you're talking about a regular season game but this one might fall into that category because you've got on you've got mark andre obviously yeah and, and then your call on petrangelo was prescient for sure come on now. he it was amazing. Great call. And he hasn't, let's be honest, he's been a little disappointing, but he earned a chunk of his change this day for sure. And then there was the fact that we've never won a pre-shootout game in Minnesota ever. So that helped a little bit, to say the least. And then on top of that, this is the first time the Knights have won with that many people injured in the at the start of the game. So all of that, 
figured into the climax of what occurred at the very end. And you asked me on Saturday what would make you happy, mm-hmm. and I told you two points, and that's, by golly, what we got. And I never thought I'd say this, but go Sharks go. They're tied 2-2 <laughs> midway through the third. You know, Mike, I'm, I'm interested to kind of get your perspective on this. I, I know that a seven-game series between these two clubs would have everything. There'd be some bad blood. There'd be some pretty goals. But overall, where's your confidence level now after you've watched the Golden Knights come away with a win in Minnesota? Where's it at? Elevated, to be sure it's been elevated. I didn't think that we couldn't win at Minnesota. I just knew that it was going to be extremely difficult. And let's face it, we still could use home ice advantage if we have to play them in postseason. Because it will make a difference, absolutely. Yeah, I I agree 100%. And and picking up the extra point certainly goes a long way uh, to securing that home ice advantage for the Golden Knights. A a big two points, a, a big, big win for the Golden Knights. And I'm just glad to see, Mike, that your confidence is elevated. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I'm sure it makes your day. <laughs> it does. It does. Hey, Mike, thanks for the call. I appreciate you. it. That is Mike calling. 702-876-1340 is the number. Again, uh, this is the type of game that I think the Golden Knights absolutely needed. It was a, a, It was two points that the Golden Knights absolutely needed. And I got to say, I'm a little disappointed by the lack of chirping that's happening right now because I was getting chirped two to one. It's over. No one's really taking me up on this. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines. Bring in Stephanie. Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? I Well, I mean, I'm great, obviously, because the Golden Knights pull out the win when it was clear the game was over at two to one. Like, just stop playing with six and a half minutes left because it's not happening. Yeah, you know, I, I was... I was walking around in my backyard and listening to the game, and when they got that second goal, I did feel my heart drop, and I was like, oh, no. But Dan said that there was still, you know, some time left. I was like, okay, we can, we can do this. We can do this. And then I scared the crap out of my neighbor's dogs. I feel so bad because they're so sweet. But I yelled a lot when Petro got his overtime goal. And I will say that when I called on Saturday, I just wanted to see nobody get hurt. And other than poor White Cloud's face, it yeah. seems like everybody made it out somehow, somehow amazingly, out of the first period especially, made it out mostly unscathed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't see anything that, that warranted um, or is going to, I, I would assume, preclude anybody from playing in the game on Friday against St. Louis. Uh, but I, I do want to ask you, in terms of this, these two teams, a playoff series, What's your appetite to see up to seven more between Vegas and Minnesota? Oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I think that um, with a full team with, you know, like 12 forwards, <laughs> it wouldn't be as scary. Um, and, you know, that's what it's looking like. We, sh- we shouldn't be playing with 11 forwards in the, in the playoffs, and we should hopefully have Patches back and Reeves back and – uh, no sick, hopefully. Like, I, I am, <laughs> and Revo, my husband yells. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it, 
you know, I as long as we don't have anyone else get hurt and the players that have been day-to-day and are supposed to be coming back, as long as they come back, I don't feel like it would be as scary as it has been. You know, I, I again, I, I do think that, that the Golden Knights needed to get a win in Minnesota. I think that goes a long way to their confidence in that building. But I, I just look at these two teams. I look at the fact that most of the games that they played this season, all but two, were one-goal games. They're evenly matched, and Minnesota's a good team. And it would lead to a really, really entertaining playoff series. Yeah, I... I think it would be very stressful. I think it would be entertaining, but I think it would be really <laughs> stressful. And I don't, I don't like nail biters. I just like when we win. All right, Stephanie, thanks for the call as always. You know, I, I'm, I'm of the mind that, I, like, these games are fun. The game on Monday, I get the result was not where you wanted it to be if you're a Golden Knights fan. But that was an entertaining hockey game. Tonight, again, an entertaining hockey game. And, and it's entertaining for a number of different reasons. It's entertaining to see how the Golden Knights try to attack the Minnesota Wild. So Minnesota, they step up at their blue line a lot. They're very aggressive in trying to kill plays before the Golden Knights enter the zone. Because if you can stop the play there, it feeds transition, and that's where you can really utilize your speed and get the puck into the hands of your game breakers and Kirill Kaprizov. They're also a team that can play in the offensive zone along the boards, and I think what Minnesota does really well is they get the puck off the boards, they go to the front of the net, and then they crash. So for the Golden Knights, through 40 minutes in this game, really 50 minutes or so, they did a great job of keeping Minnesota out of the middle of the ice. But we see how quickly the Wild can jump on opportunities with Kirill Kaprizov. He's just on another level as a rookie. I would love to see a seven-game series between these two clubs. If for no other reason, then everybody can have another opportunity to join us after chirping me. 702-876-1340 is the number. All of you that chirped me, give me a call. On the other side of the break, extended post-game show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Hey, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. 702-876-1340 is the number. Call me. Like, the Golden Knights went in and they beat Minnesota in Minnesota. That's the second time in four years that has happened just the second time in four years that has happened so that's one reason to call another reason to call Marc-Andre Fleury 490 his 490th career NHL win surpasses Roberto Luongo for third most all time there are two goaltenders with more wins in NHL history than Marc-Andre Fleury. Patrick Waugh, Martin Brodeur. That's the list. That's a second reason to call. A third reason to call is you chirped me early, and now you want to talk about it. Let's get the name one more time, Bobby. 
702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head out to the phone lines, bring in Joey. Joey, how you doing? Hey, doing well. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I was just wondering, so I feel pretty good about tonight's result. I mean, they fought back into the game, which is good. You know, one in overtime. We obviously know it's very hard to win in Minnesota. Uh, but go, my first question is, going into a playoff series with them, although I think the Golden Knights will win the West and they'll probably play the Blues, uh, but if you were to go into a seven-game series with them, on a scale of 1 to 10, what is your confidence level in beating the Wild? And my second question is, obviously we missed some uh, like scoring depth with Tomas Noshek was like bringing to the table, but do you think this team gets better or worse when we bring back like a Ryan Reeves into the bottom six? You know, it's uh, good questions, Joey. I, I, first of all, my confidence level for the Golden Knights, I, I think – that you play a seven-game series against the Minnesota Wild, the Golden Knights win that series eight eight out of ten. Like I, I'm, I'm at an eight out of ten. Like that's where I'm at. Could, could Cam Talbot get hot? Sure. Could Kirill Kaprizov have a couple of games in which he dominates? Absolutely. Are the Minnesota Wild a well-structured hockey team? Can they win? Can they beat Minnesota? Uh, can they beat Vegas? Yes. But I, I just think that the Golden Knights. If, if what we believe this team is, and that's a Stanley Cup contender, and this is not meant as a slight or a disrespect on the Minnesota Wild, the Minnesota Wild have overachieved. The Minnesota Wild have really taken a step in their development. But I think that the Golden Knights, on the whole, are a better hockey team than Minnesota. And more often than not in a seven-game series, the better team does win. So I'm going eight out of ten. Like, one to ten, I'm at an eight. Okay, uh, as far as do the Golden Knights get better in in bringing in Ryan Reeves? I mean, I I think that that depends on what your definition of better is, right? Like for the Golden Knights, I just like to see them ice uh, uh, a full roster. Like I just love to see the Golden Knights with twelve forwards in the lineup taking on these playoff teams. Like you have to factor in that the Golden Knights had just eleven forwards, one of which was making his NHL debut on Monday and played in just his second NHL game today. And you're without your leading goal scorer in Max Pacioretty. So, like, getting healthier will make the Golden Knights better. In, in theory. But, I mean, you're also talking about guys that have missed some time. With Tomasz Nosek, he's, when he gets back in the lineup, he will have missed a, a large chunk of time. Ryan Reeves, the same thing. You're not going to necessarily expect that those guys are going to come in and be exactly what you want them to be when they get back from their injury. It's going to take a couple of games. I think that there's a blueprint for the Golden Knights to find success. I think Ryan Reeves, Keegan Colasar, players that have a physical brand can certainly help you, especially in the playoffs. So, I think just being able to get to the playoffs and having a full roster will make the Golden Knights better. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Rita. Rita, how you doing? Oh, I'm good. How are you? I'm great, Rita. Well, I didn't chirp you, but I thought I'd call anyway. I'm always, I mean, I'm always happy to hear from you. Well, you should have just told those chirpers, we had the hockey guard, gods on our side and Mark andre So, you know, I don't know where they were coming from. Well, they, they I mean, 
you know, again, like I, I think that that's the script, right? The Golden Knights have a lead on Minnesota in the third period. The Wild come back. They're able to tie it up or, in this case, take the lead. And I think that uh, a lot of people thought this game was over. But, you know, you and I, we, we kind of had a chat about it earlier. I, I thought that, that there, this was going to be a game in which the Golden Knights left it all out on the ice and found a way to win. Yeah, I felt better after I saw that, that you agreed. And I'm just glad, and I do think in the series we can take them mostly because we've been able to wear down teams. I mean, we've got stamina that some of the teams just don't seem to be able to carry through. You know, Rita, what do you think of Marc-Andre Fleury? Oh, he's just fantastic. He is just wonderful. I was so happy he got his third place tonight. I don't know if he'll make second, but I'm glad he's third, you know. You know what, Rita, as always, thanks for joining us here. Thank you for the call. Uh, Listen, it's one of those games in which the Golden Knights needed the points. I also think it's a game that Minnesota was probably challenged by their head coach, Dean Evason, to play better. And I do believe... There's a blueprint in place for the Golden Knights to beat a team like Minnesota and, by extension, a team like Colorado, a team that has really good defense and really mobile defense and and a defensive core that isn't afraid to challenge plays and try their best to turn those types of plays into offensive chances. And so for the Golden Knights... When they're able to play below the goal lines, when they're able to grind out wins. Now, we'll talk about grinding things out in in the next segment, but when they're able to get pucks down deep, it becomes a much more difficult game for Minnesota. 702-876-1340 is the number if you'd like to join us on the other side of the break. It's the extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. To your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Three to two overtime victory for the Vegas Golden Knights against the Minnesota Wild. Key point in Minnesota. Though I'm sure, you know, the fact that it went to overtime will be a problem for somebody. Uh, 702-876-1340 is the number. Again, I had a lot of people telling me at 2-1 to one Minnesota this game was over. I invite anybody to call and yell at me and tell me how wrong I was to say, eh, it's not over yet. 702-876-1340 is the number. Uh, key point here for the Golden Knights, San Jose currently up 3-2 to two on Colorado just under five minutes to go in that game. That would be huge if the San Jose Sharks could dig deep and beat the Colorado Avalanche, something I I would not have expected them to do in the four opportunities they had against Colorado just now to do it, but uh, it would go a long way for the Golden Knights and their hope to finish first overall in the division. We'll keep an eye on that one uh, as we wind down here on the extended postgame show. Uh, so listen, for the for the Golden Knights, 
it's all about managing the puck. It's all about making the right play at the offensive blue line and, and making sure you don't turn pucks over there. If Vegas is able to do that, they can beat Minnesota. If Vegas is able to do that, they can frustrate Minnesota. Now, granted, Minnesota is the type of team that can get their offense on the rush. They can also get their offense within the zone. What Minnesota does really well at times when they're not able to get rush opportunities is they can cycle pucks and they can pull the puck off the wall, go to the net. And so for the Golden Knights to be successful in the playoffs, that's an element that they're going to need to have in their game. And not just against Minnesota, but also against Colorado or St. Louis, wherever they end up playing, that's what the Golden Knights are going to need to bring to the table. When they're within the offensive zone and they're cycling pucks along the boards and they're really leaning into and being heavy to play against the opposition defense, at some point, whether they go low to high, get it to the defenseman, and there's an avenue or a lane to get the puck to the net, or you have a player like Alex Tuck bring the puck off the wall, or William Carlson, Jonathan Marshall, doesn't matter, Mark Stone, bring the puck off the wall and bring it to the front of the net and get the puck there, that's how the Golden Knights are going to score their goals. It's great to have the extended zone time. It's great to be on the cycle in the offensive zone. But at some point, you've got to bring the puck off the wall. You've got to bring it to the front of the net, and good things may happen. So in terms of the Golden Knights and really what I'm going to want to see from them and starting on Friday against St. Louis is get to your game in the offensive zone. Naturally look for your chances in transition. But if you are in that half-court offense, so to speak, if you're in the offensive zone and you're cycling and you're leaning, I want to see some power moves to bring the puck off the wall to the front of the net, and then I want to see the Golden Knights forwards crash. Or I want to see low to high passes to get a point shot through and then allow the Golden Knights forwards to go to work. So there you go. A little bit more technical stuff tonight since nobody wants to call and tell me how wrong I was at 2-1. to one. Back to wrap it up next, extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. 3-2, to two, the final. The Golden Knights defeat the Minnesota Wild in overtime. 3-2 to two also the score currently. San Jose, 3, Colorado, 2. One minute, 31 seconds left. Colorado has called a timeout. They've pulled their goaltender uh let's see if this one wraps up before we wrap up i'm not sure we'll see what ends up happening but as we get a final on this one we'll let you know so listen for the golden knights a big win here in minnesota against the wild it's, it's certainly one of those games that the golden knights needed after the game on monday and and again i, I think that there's there's degrees by which you judge games certainly unsurprisingly the result is is probably the most important right like you win or you lose i get it i do uh then there's the process how did the team win or lose 
did they do enough good in the game to justify the result? Or did the result defy the process? Like, those are all things that can actually happen. You can play well and lose. You can play poorly and win, especially in hockey. Especially in hockey. And I I think that's the interesting part here, is that I wouldn't say Vegas played poorly Monday. I think they played well enough to win. This game, they deserved the win. That's the interesting thing for me. The Golden Knights tonight deserved to win that game. And while you... You know that the Minnesota Wild have an opportunity. You know that they've got game breakers in Kirill Kaprizov, and he certainly came through in the third period for the Golden uh, for the Minnesota Wild. It's still one of those situations where if you're the Golden Knights, you look at this game, you've got to dig deep, and they did. And for that, I think there's a lot that can be taken out of that game. And not only that, but you got the result. The process was perfect, was perfectly good. You end up getting the result, and the Golden Knights come away with two huge points in their quest for first overall in the Honda West division. And it's, it's gotten a bit better, too, because the San Jose Sharks pull it off. They defeat the Colorado Avalanche. Three to two. So San Jose does Vegas a favor. You gotta love it. You can't make these things up, people. You just can't. The Golden Knights will play next on Friday against the St. Louis Blues. It'll be a back to back situation. Game will go at 7 o'clock. Pre-game show goes at 6 o'clock. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air, making us sound like we know what we're talking about. Thanks to all of you, the listeners and the callers, for calling in, making this show so fun. Uh, No thank you to the people that didn't call in who were chirping me. That's a bummer. I was really looking forward to it. We will talk to you on Friday right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.